Hi, everyone. Welcome to Journey Beyond Divorce with Karen McMahon and Carrie Doubts. In this program, we'll be helping you design a personalized divorce recovery plan. Hello, Karen and Carrie. Hi, Steve. Great to be here again with you. Hello, Steve. Hi, Carrie. So let's talk about designing a personalized divorce recovery plan. Everyone needs one. Steve, I'm so excited to share this tool with our listeners today. And some of the people listening have never heard about our divorce recovery plan. And others have already signed up, taken the assessment, and are listening today to prepare for their debrief. Our intention in this show today is that each person listening would emerge with a new framework. That's really what this is about, a new framework for understanding what happens to us and our spouse in the midst of the upset and conflict that we experience and how we can become keenly aware of our part in the conflict and in doing so, begin to choose new and more effective ways of interacting. So that's the goal is to really, we have a framework that we're going to present that's incredibly unique. You wouldn't have heard it, heard about it anywhere else or seen it anywhere else. And it's it's such a cornerstone to the work that we do and how you can really shift out of the pain that you're experiencing. And what we found is that every person and situation is unique and the best support that we've been able to offer our clients is based on a deep understanding of how they engage in the world, the way they perceive things, how they feel about them, and then ultimately how they react. For instance, a couple desiring an amicable divorce who's able to communicate and co-parent in a friendly manner will still face deep fears about being alone and starting over, but they'll also need a really different support than the person leaving an abusive marriage with little or no confidence in themselves or the person who was devastated um, because of infidelity in their marriage. This is so true. And, you know, I think what happens when people are going through uh, a divorce, they, they spend a lot of time going online, doing some research, you know, finding um, out what they can find to help them. And a lot of what you're going to find online is very general. And, you know, knowledge is a great thing. And, you know, what we're able to do with our divorce recovery plan is to give knowledge and to give uh, an education about what's going on for you while you are experiencing divorce. And it's uh, a way to integrate the information and put it into action. You're actually going to be able to implement what you're learning. And you're going to come away with something that is totally designed for you. So just to jump into what this framework is about, Carrie, uh, First of all, it's based on um, what triggers you. So, so each of us have grown up uh, in a certain type of family with uh, various beliefs that are either religious or social. We've experienced our parents in relationship, which have such a big impact on how we are in relationship. And so we're each triggered by different things and we're each facing very different circumstances. And so the framework is based on your circumstances, on the things that trigger you, 
on the ways that you react, the ones that aren't working for you. It's also based on all of the positives, all of the beautiful things about your personality and your emotions and your energy that you bring to the table that make you amazing. And so we're going to talk today about all of those different aspects and really bring your attention to what's going on with you in a whole new way. Absolutely. What we do is we introduce this in a way that's very powerful. You know, it addresses your emotions. It gives you a guide to understand why you react the way that you do. And it also provides a tool that really allows you to examine and interrupt patterns of reacting that don't work for you. It unlocks the other choices that you may not even be aware of. And it offers a roadmap to a better way of navigating the emotions of divorce. You know, one of the things that people, when, when clients come to us, whatever stage they're in, they may really be looking for a different kind of roadmap, almost the external one, right? They may be looking for um, direction on how, to, how and when to tell their children about the divorce or whether to stay in the marital residence or move out during the course of the legal process or figuring out finances or looking for employment or negotiating the settlement. And, and what we want to say to everyone who is looking for that kind of direction, we partner with you and we help you with that. The foundation of all of those decisions will come back to how you show up emotionally, to understanding what triggers you, the stories you tell yourself, the reactions you have. And when you become keenly aware of yourself in those ways, all of those decisions that you have to make, you make them with more space, you make them with more clarity and calm, and it serves you better. And so we address all of those external things. But today, we're talking about the internal and an internal roadmap that's going to make all of those external decisions so much clearer to you. Absolutely. It's an inside-out approach. And speaking of inside out, we're going to bring in the E word, energy. You know, it's like, what is energy? Is it like Reiki? It sounds kind of woo-woo, doesn't it? And when we're talking about energy, everything we are made up, all of ourselves, we're just, we're a walking ball of energy. (laughs) And what happens is the way we perceive the world um, is, is an energy, it's an it's on an energetic level. If you're in a really good place and things are going wonderful, you may see so many possibilities and opportunities. And if you're in a really difficult place, you may not see any choices or any opportunities. And so energy is about how we think. We think on an energetic level. We feel on an energetic level and we act on an energetic level. And Today's framework is to to help you pinpoint where you are on that energetic level. And there's seven levels that we're going to talk about. And the power of knowing, wow, I'm really low and I'm in an energy level where I can't see any possibility, knowing that you're there and then we teach you how to shift up, it's one of the most profound tools that we can offer. 
That's that so easy, so, so easy to get stuck, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's interesting because, you know, energy gets communicated before we even say a word. Yes. <laughs> it's like it just shows us exactly where we are. It shows everybody else where we are. And, you know, emotions are energy and motion. We have that thought and then we have the, the energy that the thought rides on. And that's where our feelings come from. And some of them are heavy, right? Like like Steve was just saying, where we feel really stuck and low, and they're very heavy and depleting. And, and if you think about it, if you're in the midst of divorce and you're really struggling, you're probably tired a lot. You're probably not at the top of your game. You may not be remembering things. You may not want to interact socially. Like all of those heavy, depleting emotions pull us, us away from how we typically show up in the world. And, and there's, there's, um, there's two categories of energy. So the first level is that there's two categories. There's catabolic energy and anabolic energy. And the way I like to describe catabolic energy is, is cancer cells are catabolic. They're life depleting. They, they pull the energy from us. They keep us stuck. They, they're resisting. They're draining. They're contracting. Um, and then there are anabolic uh, energy. And that's very constructive. It's very fulfilling, it's engaging, it's expansive, it's very positive. And when we're in catabolic energy, we're in that like fight or flight um, place Mm -hmm. and um, our stress hormones are kicking in and it's it's causing us to to experience being stuck in the way that we do. And when we're in the anabolic we're focused on solutions instead of problems. We see opportunity. We notice more choices. We don't get as upset about things. And so what we really want to talk about today is how you can shift from one to the other and, and where each of the seven levels that we're going to talk about fit into that framework. Yeah. Karen, you talked about us being these balls of energy that walked around. I just love that. So, you know, let's just dive into describing these seven levels of energy for people, because I'm sure, you know, you you as a listener are going to recognize yourself in one or all of these levels. And I think that last statement you said, um, Carrie, is so important. We all live in all of the levels at some point or another, when we're going through divorce, we tend to live in the lower catabolic levels more often. But all seven levels that we're going to discuss, you will have experienced, if not on a day-to-day basis, throughout throughout your lifetime at various times. Absolutely true. So level one and two are the two catabolic levels and they're focused on the self and and I want you to think about this um, when we're in level one which is victim and then level two is when we're feeling like uh, a lot of conflict when we're in those two levels we view anything anyone does as being done to us it's it's egocentric but not in I think so much of myself, but rather that anything that's happening is being done to me. And so level one is feeling like a victim that, that you know, you, whether your spouse is leaving you or someone 
had a temper tantrum, it must be about you and it's at you and to you. And, and the result of seeing the world from that victim mentality is that um, we, we feel hopeless and helpless and we avoid, you know, it's, it's where you want to, and I'm sure we've all had those days where you want to crawl under the covers and just not start your day. And as an example, I have a client who was really struggling, knew that her marriage had been over for years. She was, and there was a lot of verbal and emotional abuse. And she was so afraid to say something to her spouse. And her belief was that she was physically going to be in harm, even though there was never any physical abuse. It took her a year and a half of so much pain to be able to shift her energy up um, in order to, because she was so afraid of what was going to happen. And so her victim energy kept her stuck in the very situation she desired to get out of. And once she was able to shift up and present the situation to her husband, her worst fears didn't come close to coming true. He had been as unhappy as her. And so the energy of victim really can keep us stuck and feeling like we can't do anything. And that's not always true. Yeah, that's such a great example. And then the next level up is level two of conflict, anger, blame. You know, this is very different from, you know, I can't handle it energy of level one. It's like, oh boy, am I going to handle it and you're going to know about it. So, you know, it's really where we're argumentative, where we're, you know, standing up for ourselves. And, you know, I have a client who has been dealing in his divorce mainly from this level and finding that, you know, it's it's very hard on him, on his children. He feels like he has to fight for everything. And, um, you know, when he's able to step back a little bit and um, notice that this level of energy doesn't get him what he truly wants, it gets everybody scattered and just trying to protect themselves from his anger, um, he's able to sort of pull that back and look at other options. So, uh, yeah, level two is it has more energy than level one. You're going to stand up for yourself more. And it is still in that catabolic range. Carrie, I'd like to jump in about level two because, you know, I had a client once where I described level two, the, the conflict energy, and she was so conflict adverse that she said, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have any of that. And so for those of you who might not want to engage in conflict or confrontation and and stay away from that. Another way of looking at level two is the internal conflict. So just like anger and engaging, there's also um, frustration and anxiety. It's the same energy. It's total internal conflict. And so you might implode instead of explode. It's still conflict energy. Absolutely. The the main thing is who's to blame. And yes. so sometimes it's external, it's like pointing the finger out. A lot of times it's pointing the finger in, blaming yourself, beating yourself up. 
So now we're going to travel into anabolic territory. This is level three. Level three is a transitional level, and this is the level where we start to take responsibility. We stop blaming other people. We stop uh, avoiding. We say, you know, what is my level of responsibility in this? And it's also where we start to look at the, the quality and the activity of forgiveness. It's um, where, you know, we're really trying to let things go. We're trying to let go of the anger. We're trying to let go of the hurt. And so at level three, this feels better. Uh, we're, we're feeling relief at this level. And a lot of people, you know, tend to camp out a lot in level three. And, you know, the story of my marriage, it was stalled on level three for quite a long time because, um you know, I was pretty conflict avoidant, so I would go into the thing of making excuses for my husband's behavior or tolerating or compromising with things when, you know, it really, uh, I was putting up with things that were, uh, was settling, you know, in my marriage. And I think a lot of people can relate to that where you're just coping. And the, the thing about that was it was not fulfilling. Um, level three is a, a transitional level, but it, it's, you know, I had a client once say, you know, I, I get the value of level three as a place to visit, but I don't want to set up camp here. And it's those experiences where you wake up and you go, this is not fulfilling for me. I am maybe needing to stand up for myself more or take a different approach. So um, level three is anabolic but it's it's like half anabolic and half catabolic because you can certainly get triggered easily back down into the catabolic range when you realize that you're you're keeping the peace at all costs and and yet when you've been living primarily in level one and two and conflict and feeling like a victim and you find yourself able to step into taking some responsibility for why things happened the way they did and learning how to forgive, even if, even if you're just starting with forgiving yourself, there's an incredible uh, relief that comes with that. And, and Carrie, I love the way that you said that, because once you get to that point, you quickly do decide, well, it gets even better. I don't want to live here. I can, I can stay here and, and learn something here, but ultimately I want to even move on further. Yeah. And, and that brings us to level four. And level four is really um, all about concern for others and compassion and how can I serve you. And level four is, um, is an early anabolic level, so it's definitely more fulfilling, it's more engaged, and uh, the thought is still about the other people, and so it's a, it can be a slippery slope because you could find yourself um, doing things to support your spouse or be compassionate for your spouse and not getting it back and plummeting right back into level two and being ticked off that here I'm giving and you're not giving and so there's this interplay that goes on. So if you're listening and you really have a heart of compassion and care and service, this may resonate as your primary level where you live. And yet you might be saying, 
I, why can't I stay here? Because you're in this super stressful situation of divorce. And so you find yourself plummeting back to either feeling like a victim or being angry that other people aren't as caring as you are. And I had a client who who was going through a divorce. She was a mom of five and and that's exactly what would happen to her. She was, you know, so maternal, so caring, and even compassionate with her spouse, and yet she was giving so much more than she was getting. And so she felt that that interplay between plummeting and then coming back. And just to notice it right now as you're listening, just even take notes on what um, resonates with you and begin to notice when you're in these different levels. Right, because each of the levels have advantages. They have positive intentions and they also have disadvantages. So a positive intention in level four is that genuine care, that service consciousness where you're really focused on helping people get what they need. But what happens is if you're not putting yourself in the equation, if you're consistently putting everybody ahead of you, and I know moms are, uh, you know, in this category more often than not, they're doing everything for everybody else. And then you go, wait a minute, when's it my turn? You know, what about me? And that that's what Karen was talking about, where you were talking about where the you get catapulted back into that level two, level one. Absolutely. And then when we go up to level five, this is this is actually this is my favorite level. Um, and it's the level of of reconciliation and and really what I mean when I say that is we um, when we're in level five we always see the silver lining we always um, search for the opportunity amidst whatever is going on and so there's a certain level of acceptance that comes like I accept that these are my circumstances that this difficult personality is in my life and Where's the opportunity? And for me, I um, I divorced from someone who had anger management and some personality disorders and some addictions. And so a really challenging personality. And even once I left, my young children kind of were going to these two different households and they would come back and really be struggling with something that dad did. And I was able to always make it about the lesson for them and not, you know, the wrong thing that dad did. And so we like immediately, as soon as it was on the table, the question was, okay, where's the opportunity? What can you learn about boundaries or about communicating or whatever it was? And so when you're in level five, you really begin to accept what is. I accept my circumstances. I accept my shortcomings. I accept their shortcomings. And I am going to look for the opportunity to grow here. And it's such, it, it brings a tremendous level of peace to your life when you can, when you can tap into level five energy. That is so true. And, you know, at level five, life becomes purposeful again. You know, it's like we start to connect with our purpose. We feel like we're living on purpose. And, you know, what we were just talking about with levels three, four, and five, this area is what we call the focus on self-mastery. This is where we're taking the focus off of the self and viewing everything that happened to us as happening to us, like levels one and two. We're now taking everything that happens in our lives and going, what can I learn from this? 
how can I uh, use this situation to make myself a better person? Absolutely. And then we get into level six and seven. And so level one and two are the focus on self. Level three, four, and five are the focus on self-mastery. And level six and seven are focused on self-transcendence. And I know that sounds a little bit like, well, what does that mean? Level six is a level of creativity and vision. And what I would like to ask you, if you're listening right now, is to Think about a time where you engaged in an activity that brought you such joy, that tapped into your gifts and talents and passions so much that hours could melt away and you could just do it. Maybe it's dancing, maybe it's playing a sport. Um, For me, I could write for hours. Maybe it's some other type of outlet, music, art, something that you do. It could be baking and gardening, something that you do where, where you just are so in your zone that everything melts away. That's level six creativity and vision. And when you're there, I want you to think about this. You could even get a piece of bad news. You're not reacting to it the same way as if you were in level one or two. It's like, okay, it's going to be okay. There's just a lightness of being that comes with level six that is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and we all experience that, at least touching into it. And speaking of, you know, touching into it, level seven is the highest level of anabolic energy. And this is a level where we don't live all the time. We touch into it. We tap into it. You know, we've all had perhaps those peak experiences where, you know, for some of us, you know, having, you know, giving birth to your first child or, um For some of us, it's devotion, you know, being in prayer or being in uh, meditation. It's the area of mysticism. And, you know, what's really found here is unconditional loving, where everything is totally okay. And like I said, we don't uh, live there, but we certainly can strive to touch into those experiences and bring that energy forward into our lives as a way of um, energizing, as a way of uh, as a way of being. It's that beingness. Yeah, and we and we do all tap into it, and it may it and it may be rare. I know when I gave birth to my my children, I just I felt like I had experienced such a miracle, and I've spent a lot of years working on meditation, and a lot of times uh, I'm frustrated with myself and it, but there are other times where I just touch that peaceful place, and again lightness of being and so it's something that we touch on occasion and it's so powerful when we do yeah yes yeah we that's why we call it the levels of uh, self-transcendence because you're really getting above yourself in level six and seven can you talk a little bit about the the whole concept of of energy not being destroyed, Carrie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're always made up of 100% of energy in various proportions and mixtures, and it it's going to be in these seven levels. Everybody has energy in all seven levels. And it's important to, to note that energy cannot be destroyed. So it's like I hear clients say, oh, I want to get rid of this catabolic energy, and it doesn't really work that way. Um, 
we can shift the energy that's in the lower levels into the higher levels by conscious choice. And so energy can be shifted, but it can't be destroyed or it can't be gotten rid of. And we discuss with our clients how to make these shifts. That's a lot of what we do with the divorce recovery plan and with uh, our ongoing coaching with clients based on their plan. I like to, I liken the seven, seven levels of energy. Um, I, I invite you to consider this concept. It's like getting onto an elevator. There are two subfloors. There's the sub-basement and the basement, level one and two, right, where it's kind of dark and depleting. There's the ground floor, level three, and then there's um, all of the levels up to the penthouse, level seven. And every day in every interaction, you can choose to press a different button and go to a different level, one that serves you better. And the most powerful thing that you'll find is the more aware you become of where you are, how it's working or not working for you, and where you want to shift to, while you're not trying to make anything change but yourself, you'll find that everything changes. It's just it's, it's so powerful. And there's no right or wrong or good or bad with any of the levels. Sometimes level one is an appropriate choice. If we consciously choose it, that's a whole different uh, scenario than if we're defaulting into it and, and doing it unconsciously. I find myself um, consciously choosing level two with my teenagers sometimes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. The, the key is to consciously choose it. And, and it makes a world of difference. Yeah. It's important to understand how this works. I loved your analogy with the elevator because we can really, you know, what's on the, on the sixth floor? Oh, yeah, I really want to go there right now. You know, so when we become conscious of the emotional energy level that we're on, you know, we can choose what to do. We unlock the key to making changes in our way of interacting in, with our, the people in our lives and situations and circumstances that are going to give us the results that we want. And the next section that we're going to go into here is about our stress reaction. And so um, we, we, when when life is fairly normal, we show up one way in terms of our energy and where we tend to live. Like I, I, I now, after much work, I tend to live in level five, but I know that when something goes wrong, I plummet to level two. Um, I hope it's more like a trampoline where I drop and bounce right back up, but but I know that that's what I do. And so what we're going to talk about here is when difficulties happen, what that stress reaction is and, and how you're impacted by it. You want to jump into that a little, Carrie? Yeah, because look, if you're going through a divorce, this is one of the most stressful situations that people go through. So it's normal that when you're going through a stressful, a highly stressful situation, you're going to be in a stress reaction. And so we start to talk about that, how you uh, react to stress 
And we also separate that into what you were talking about of the energetic profile. And this is how you normally are in the world when you're not stressed. So when we are stressed, we start to take uh, dominion over that and start to look at, okay, let's bring in some awareness. How do I normally react when I'm stressed? So we become aware of, do I react in a conflict-based um, uh, reaction or do I uh, react in an avoidance-based reaction? So we just become aware of it. That's what I do. And then we come into acceptance. Yeah, that is the, the situation is difficult. Uh, everyone here is doing the very best that they know how to do. And, you know, there are certain ways that I could shift my reactivity and then take action in a, a completely different manner. And this is the cornerstone really of our coaching model, the awareness, acceptance, the shift, and then the action. And there are people who, because, again, because of how you were raised or how um, conflict was modeled in your household, you you may find what we do is one of the steps in the divorce recovery plan is that you take an assessment which really helps you to see how you show up in all of these energy levels when life is just normal and then how you show up when you're under stress like divorce and some people will say I, I feel I feel so not like myself um, because they typically have a lot of higher energy and yet they're plummeting down into that stress reaction that Carrie's talking about. And other people tell us, I feel like I've lived so much in stress reaction and and I never realized that there was a way to get out of it. And I think one of the most important things that we want you to understand is whatever you have been doing it's not in your DNA. It's totally changeable. And the whole, the three steps that we work with people on is becoming aware, stepping into acceptance, and then acting. And so no matter where you are, you have a choice every day to wake up, to notice what's going on, and to change it. And that's a lot of the work that we do by doing this assessment so that you can see in black and white where things stand and then creating a plan for you and then coaching you through it. And so it's this incredible process of transformation that people go through. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about sort of the what. Let's talk about how this works. You know, the how we work with clients to create their personalized divorce recovery plan. So the first thing is, you know, Karen mentioned you take a brief assessment. It's an online assessment. takes about 20 minutes to do. And then uh, based on your results, uh, you're going to receive a report. Uh, you're going to go through that report with your coach. And the amazing thing about this report is it tells you exactly how much energy you have in all seven levels, both the way that you show up normally in the world and when you're in your energetic stress reaction. So you're going to learn your unique combination of emotional responses, your unique energetic profile. It's kind of like your blue, uh, it's kind of like your fingerprint. You know, we all have individual fingerprints. You have an, uh, an individual energetic stress response and you have an energetic profile. 
is unique to you. And and these are determined through uh, by the filters through which we see the world. And so keywords here are the way you perceive the world and the thoughts that you have. And so our perceptions are our filters. It's almost like uh, you are putting on a, a pair of eyeglasses. You're, you, we each have our own lens through which we see the world. And so we interpret it. We, you know, we have our limiting beliefs. We have our uh, insecurities. All of it. We have our fears, especially in divorce. Fears is such a big one, big one of them. And so it shows um, the way that we view the world through our filters, our perceptual filters. And, and those filters are just based on our conditioning and our life experience. And it reveals exactly what those specific filters um, are that we developed and how they're influencing us in, in all of our um, actions and, in, and, and how they might be actually creating more stress for us when we're, when we're in those lower energies. Yeah. If you think about it, what we're doing is taking off the glasses and looking at them. We're taking off the filters and going, Wow, is this the only filter I can use or are there different ones? And I think the one thing we we want you to understand is no matter how you're seeing, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how you're acting, it's totally normal. It's completely normal. And our desire is to shine a new light and give you a new framework so that you don't feel helpless or hopeless, that you feel like, wow, I can really, I can put in the effort and really change my experience of what's happening. And when we change our experience of what's happening, what's happening begins to change. Yeah. And it's so important to know these things about yourself. You know, so we take this knowledge, you know, that you gain about yourself. And then with the divorce recovery plan, we start putting it into an actionable plan. And this has the potential, really, for not only helping you navigate through this challenging time with calm, clarity, with power, you know, but it also has the potential for transforming your life. And so what we're going to be measuring is your current level of engagement in the world, your current level of consciousness, and it's so important to know these things about yourself because then when you get to the what do I do about it, uh, you're, you're crystal clear on, um, on your own personal makeup. And so the divorce recovery plan, we take a look at your circumstances. What are you triggered by? So someone might be triggered by certain conversations with their spouse. Someone else might be triggered by financial fears. And and so I don't know if this rings true for anyone else, but there were certain things where it was like I would just find myself on the same merry-go-round over and over again. We'd have the conversation, I'd react, he'd react, and and then it was almost like um, Groundhog Day. We, we would replay <laughs> the whole thing, you know, a yeah. day or two later. And so what we do is we begin to, um, through this whole process, help you to... Um, list those key things that are the biggest triggers and then and then look at how you react and how you might change the way you view it and your reaction and it's just it's such an empowering tool yeah 
now because, you know, by participating in this, you know, what you're really saying is I'm ready to shift. I'm ready to change. I'm ready for a, a more positive way to go through this. And I'm ready to bring my best self into this picture. You know, I'm ready to make some conscious choices about this process. And, you know, and by doing that, you are bringing forward your intention to ensure the best possible outcome for everybody concerned in in this situation. And one of the things that we haven't spoken about at all is your spouse and all of the problems that he or she (laughs) brings to the table. And there's a reason for that, because... If you're getting divorced, there's no reason to be thinking about what they need to change, focusing on what's wrong with them. There's no value in that. You have no control over that. You're not going to feel empowered by that. Everything that we're talking about in this personalized divorce recovery plan and this framework is keeping the focus on yourself, having a mirror in front of you with every situation, every reaction, because the one person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life is you. And if you can go through this difficult time and grow and love yourself more and be more aware of how you show up and how you respond and be more aligned with the values that you have, with your desire to go through this process with grace and dignity, to be the best parent you can be, to find new love and a new life in order to do all of that, this is this is the cornerstone. All of the internal work, as I said in the beginning, will lead to crystal clarity confidence and calm in all of the external steps, decisions, and choices that you have to make going through divorce and creating a life afterwards. And so I just want to wrap up by saying, if this has resonated with you, if you're interested in learning more about your situation and what you can do about it, we really encourage you to reach out. You can go to journeybeyondivorce.com. You can um, just go to the contact page and reach out to us and we'll have a conversation with you and see if it's a good fit for you. It's such an opportunity to step beyond the things that don't work and to affirm for yourself that you not only deserve, but you're ready for a life that works for you, a life that you love, and a life that's based on creating a new next chapter in your life that's just can be really um, a beautiful experience for everyone. Well, ladies, I want to thank you for all you do. It's really important work. And once again, for our listeners, I highly recommend reaching out to Karen and her team for more information and to schedule a free consultation. You can reach them again at their website, which is journeybeyonddivorce.com. And while you're there, you can also order their ebook, Stepping Out of Chaos, Surviving Divorce, Transforming Pain to Possibility, written by Karen McMahon and Lisa Brick. Thank you, ladies. Very good show. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve.